should be very similar because it's pretty much the entire the three, thing. 315. 3135456. I gotta get that number down. Hello, welcome to Snack Pack. I'm Justin and this is I guess Andy, but this isn't Snack Pack, this is Snack Down. Oh, Snack Down. That's right. The oh, Snack God. Pack's listening to Snack Dude, Down. people are really not gonna listen now. <laughs> no. Thank you, guys. Thank you. No, 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 no. Don't change it. Don't change it. Don't change it. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Turn that trolley around and come back. <laughs> no. All right. Let's no. restart. <laughs> hey, welcome to Snackdown. I'm Justin, and this is... Andy. Andy. Yay. So the uh, switcheroo lasted one week, and I introduced kind of this back again. So. Classic. Yeah. yeah. So back to our New Year's resolution of doing <laughs> things that we talked about and we haven't done yet. We are doing something. Yes, what is are. this, Andy? Andy okay. brought this to the table today. Okay, so I made it today. Well, I made it kind of over the course of a couple of days, slowly, which kind of goes against our low, <laughs> low effort snacking, right? Yeah. I think we've kind of been long and beyond that. Um, but we were we were recommended, kind of turned on to this by uh, our legendary snack pack member Scott Scott the- Chillingworth from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, the, <laughs> the pizza pundit. <laughs> So um, Scott was kind of talking to us about this drink on the pod and off the pod. And um, I decided, what the heck? And you decided, hey, what the heck? And I decided, I'm going to make this. <laughs> That's exactly how the conversation went. Yep. So I'll tell you what it is. It is milk punch. Milk punch. And I was expecting a smoothie looking type thing. Yeah. And it looks like a light were you truly bourbon or wine. Were you truly expecting it to be a little more clouded? Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be a yellow transparent thing like it is. Yeah. It's kind of like a... Almost like a light wine or a mm-hmm. light rum is kind of like the color of it. Yeah, we're like a really watered down whiskey. Yeah. So I'll tell you what's in this before we even try it because I kind of want you to be able to maybe pick apart the flavors. So what I did first. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll just tell you what's in it and then we can drink it and then I'll tell you how I did it. Okay. All right. So in this is dark rum, light rum, allspice berries, Weird. port, milk, Earl Grey tea, sugar, lemon juice, and I don't think I'm forgetting anything. But it's all those things. So it's a lot of things. It is a lot of things. And there's port in this. Is this the first time port has come onto the pod? It is the first. And time. We've talked about port also. We have before, talked about so. port. Cheers. Drink it up, man. Have a little bit. I'm just gonna watch you sip on it. What do you think wow, about that? That is insanely delicious. Is it? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? It's very. Um, now this is gonna be very strange for you to hear, but it reminds me. It's very like holiday. It does have a kind of holiday. No, that, that's not strange to hear. The tea flavor is very evident, I think. And so, the allspice berries? Definitely. Definitely yeah. the allspice berries. So I'm going to make a deodorant joke, too, but... <laughs> no. Please. I put in so much I'm effort. Like, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing allspice. Now I'm drinking allspice. <laughs> no, that's old spice. <laughs> so, like, the first thing that you do... And so, like, this specific clarified milk punch recipe was submitted by Alton Brown. He's like a science food scientist, kind of, isn't he? Yeah. So, but his his first step was making what's called an allspice dram. So you take like an overproofed white rum, mm-hmm. which I couldn't find an overproof, so I just found a regular white rum, like a Bacardi, forty percent. And then um, you take allspice berries, whole berries, and you toast them just a tiny bit for like maybe a minute over a cast iron skillet, and just to kind of let the unlock the aroma. So once that happens, then you put it into like a little grinder and kind of grind it up coarsely. Then you let it sit with the overproofed rum and just kind of sit in a Pyrex or so for. It says up to 10 days, or it says 10 days. I'm like, I have, don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> so I did like one day, and it's still very like, Yeah. I, I think I ground it up like a little more just to increase the surface area, <laughs> and then I would kind of swirl it. So yeah. so that was kind of like a separate addition, but I took, um, gosh, what did I do? I heated up 
I think a little bit of water, like two cups of water or whatever. Earl Grey, then I added rum, lemon juice, port to that Earl Grey tea. And then I poured the milk into that after that had cooled down. Then the curdling process happens. Yeah. And then once the curling process happens, I put it through a cheese strainer. Then I passed it again through like a coffee filter and then again through another coffee filter. So that's why it's clarified. It's because the curdling definitely, you know, knocks out a lot of the, the milk. And then even with the big curdles, the silt will kind of just gum into the, mm-hmm. the curdles that are already there. It's just interesting because milk punch really doesn't describe the drink very well because there's so much more going on in it. You yeah. know what I mean? I, th- yeah. I feel like the allspice and the Earl Grey tea and the rum are more present than the milk. What people have said is that the milk, what you're getting from the milk being in there is the silkiness and kind of the mouthfeel of it. Mm-hmm. Everything else is, I mean, it's got a big port flavor, got a big allspice flavor, got a little bit of, yeah, definitely the Earl Grey flavor. Yeah. Not too bitter, though. No. It, it's a, it was a quick steep. It was like three minutes mm-hmm. for eight bags and two and a half cups of you know hot water. So... It was a quick steep. It's not like you were getting like the really like astringent Earl Grey flavor. It's just, I'm kind of disappointed in the fact that it's so good. Excuse me? (laughs) It's so good, but it's way too big of a process for me to like, "Mm, I could go for some milk punch. I'll make some now and I'll be ready by Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) Yum, yum. I sure am thirsty. (laughs) Like the, the fact that Elton... Brown. I was going to say Elton John. <laughs> the, the fact that he says, you know, eight to ten days is just like... But that's like just for the dram. You know what I mean? And you only use like a tablespoon. And I've got like pretty much a full... Oh, so you still have a bunch of the dram at home? Yeah. So what I'm going to do is, I mean, I'm going to make more of this. Just kind of... How annoying was the milk... Curdling process? Yeah. You know, you add everything and then you let it just let it sit for an hour, right? And there's plenty of stuff you can eat in your kitchen. You can clean up your kitchen or watch... Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, there's like a bunch of like, add this and then let it sit and add this and let it strain. So it wasn't like this time intensive thing. Mm-hmm. It took a while. But the biggest thing you just had to know, you know remember was like just to kind of keep topping off the strainer or whatever, yeah. depending on how big of a strainer you have. Yeah. This so. reminds me of some ciders I've had, like hard ciders. I don't know if it's the spices that sometimes they put in apple ciders, mm-hmm. but it has like a, it reminds me of like a, a fall cider. Yeah. Kind of like a mulled cider. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely does. I mean, I think it's great, though. Like This, this is, is, like... Delicious. Yeah. If I ever saw Milk Punch on, like, a, a menu or something like that... I'm ordering I would, it. Yeah, yeah, I would order it. Just because just the process alone is so time-consuming. It's nice to just order it and have someone hand it to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, happened to me just now. Yeah. You're like, here, You're try this. Like, I'm like, oh, this is neat. This is delicious. What'd you do? <laughs> well, I took three days. Like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you like you like chug it <laughs> i'm like no no you should should have just like sipped it you're like got any more juicy juice <laughs> now, that now, was good <laughs> so in terms of like drinkability this is definitely one of those drinks where you can just chug it and you won't know that it hits you and then yeah that's you. what it feels like it feels like uh yeah. like yeah. a mold cider or like yeah a, it gets dangerous like just apple cider straight apple cider not even hard apple cider it kind of reminds me of that feel that i could just drink a big glass of this mm-hmm. so the nice thing about this too is that it does keep for quite a long time so, mm-hmm. you know you think milk and you think of spoiled milk but i mean the weighing curdles are you know, you know weighing curd are mm-hmm. just separated and then you have a ton of i mean alcohol is a preservative lemons a preservative so i do actually feel it no, do you yeah nice. i was drinking a little quick because it was so delicious yeah i know you were chug-a-lugging <laughs> i am so surprised at how clear it is though i worked hard on that isn't it called a clarified milk punch mm-hmm. is that what you called it is there yeah. a non-clarified milk punch? Not in my house. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen people, I was kind of sifting through recipes, and some of them, 
maybe the addition process or whatever, like you didn't have to clear it up, but I don't know how you can add a bunch of alcohol and lemon and have it not curdle, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I had never heard of milk punch since before Scott Until told Scott. us about it. Yeah. And I haven't like seen it anywhere. No. So We're bringing milk punch back. Now, is that a, when you were looking at recipes and all that, did you hear like a history of it? Like, is it a Canadian thing? Is that why we don't see it? It's not a Canadian thing. It's not. So it was, refer- it was first recorded in William Sackerville's 1688 travel log of the Scottish Isle of Iona. Later That's accounts attributed. A lot older than I would have thought. Yeah. In later accounts attributed, it spread, if not its origin, to Afra Bin. The earliest recorded recipe for milk punch dates to a 1711 cookbook. You know what this is older than? Donuts. Yeah, true. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so he found it in like Scotland? Uh, well, I mean, it was recorded it's in his first travel. It's recorded log. there. Yeah. Now, okay, so originally it was served in a punch bowl, and the early recipes resembled a posset and syllabub Man. In, in the use of, uh, of curdled strained cream, leaving only the lactic acid. Can you imagine a big punch bowl of this at a party? Yeah. That would be nice. Uh, that would be lit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that party would get pretty crazy real quick. <laughs> so the technique was aiming at food stability, right? So that made it popular as a bottled drink. And then curdling could be accomplished through the addition of alcohol or acid or both. And, and Benjamin Franklin recorded an, epi- uh, an episode with us in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> he called in. <laughs> yeah, he did. Do you he think should. he was drinking milk punch while he was flying a kite? If he was a smart man, he was. <laughs> I wouldn't do that sober. Would you? No, I wouldn't. Because he got <laughs> shocked by electricity? Or is that just the cartoons? He didn't get shocked because he, I think he had a key on like a metal wire. And then like that went to the ground. It was like grounded. Yeah. Very cool. Interesting. Very cool. Electricity, everyone. Um, so he recorded uh, a recipe in 1763 that used brandy and lemon added to hot milk. I've seen recipes where, yeah, you kind of like bring the milk up to like steaming mm-hmm. and then you add stuff to it. I just added this stuff cold and kind yeah. of room temperature. So, mm-hmm. But you're supposed to just let the milk sit, the milk and, and kind of the tea and everything just sit for an hour. Don't touch it at all. Don't stir it. You want the clumps to clump. Yeah, this is really, really good. I feel like a lot of older, I don't know if this is true at all, just my opinion, but I feel like a lot of older pre-19th century cocktails are very, very complex in their like science and creation. And a lot of like newer cocktails are like, we've mixed these two things together, <laughs> these two liquids, and we stirred. <laughs> I think they're a lot more spice-based too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think the, I think the cocktails that like held up throughout the years, because I mean like, People aren't going to be like, oh yes, and there was a there was a shot in the 1960s through the 90s called a buttery nipple that yeah. everyone was really into. Like, yeah. you think that's going to hold up in like no. the year like 2100? Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's not. I don't think so. It'll be a little weirder at that point. Yeah, but I don't think that's something that people are going to like look back into in the history books. Mm-hmm. I think the ones that survived were like the really nice, like delicate drinks made with you know stuff like allspice or allspice nutmeg and or tea whatever. And- yeah. Like yeah, a tea. good complex mixture. Yeah. Like, this is such a, I feel like, I mean, it's so delicious. I'm surprised it's not more popular other than the fact that it's very time consuming to make. Like you couldn't go to a bar. Yeah, but I mean, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, this is something so cool that you could, like, add a bunch of weird stuff to it. It's not like I was brewing. You know what I mean? Brewing, yeah. like, takes a lot, right? So this is just kind of like a little middle ground. You're getting a little crazier, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. People can do this at home very easily. Yeah. As long as you're, like, prepared for it. I mean, like you said, you make a dram and then you can make multiple drinks. Yeah, and you can keep that dram. Yeah. You can keep that dram just probably in your liquor cabinet. It's funny because when Scott said he got it, the guy that 
talked to him about it, was very excited for him to try it. And I just wonder if it's one of those things, like, not a lot of places are doing it. So if you are making milk punch, you kind of, like, promote it a lot because it's just an interesting drink that no one knows what it is. And it's, like, very tasty. It's a crazy drink. Yeah. But it doesn't look crazy. Like, I wouldn't know that there's so much that goes into this. So you already said this, and I totally agree with you. If you see milk punch at a bar, you're getting it. Yeah. I'm getting it, too. Mm -hmm. It's just cool. Anytime I I see milk punch from now on. You're getting it. I'm going to get it because I don't want to make that at home. (laughs) I, I, I really think that you'd be surprised. Yeah. So I made this yesterday, and I had two absolutely crazy toddlers just, like, running around. One was sick, and then, like... Kalen was like making food or whatever. And like, granted, it wasn't like the most ideal time to make it. But like the fact that like we could just do that and then I could like take a break from it and go do something else. Like it would be like a good like kind of a lazy Saturday drink to like make for Sunday or even just Saturday afternoon. Like you're just doing it in the morning. I can just imagine Kalen's like, Andy, can you watch your son? And you're like, I'm straining milk through the cheesecloth <laughs> like, currently. I'm like, this is important for a snack down. And she's like, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> So, but I, but I definitely recommend, so I tried doing cheesecloth like doubled over and I was like, oh, I really want to make sure that, you know, we kind of strain as much. That thing was not moving. Nothing was moving. Really? Yeah. So you really have to just do like a one layer kind of relatively, I, I don't know, like the density of my cheesecloth, mm-hmm. but like pretty tight knit, but like don't do two layers. Like it's just never going to run through. Hmm. But yeah, this is like a, this is going to be a holiday classic, I think. And Kalen's dad's a dairy farmer. So that's really so cool. You got lots of milk. Tons of milk. But it's crazy because, like, out of this entire recipe, only one cup of it was milk. That's why it's so weird to me that that's in the title. That's, like, the big modifier. Yeah, it's milk punch. So that's why I think everyone's mind goes towards a more cloudy, less transparent liquid. But it's, but it's the silkiness, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the silkiness yeah. is really what it makes it. It does drink like a milk, kind of. Uh, yeah, just in like, terms of, like, volume. Like, like mouthfeel, kind mm-hmm. of. is very, like, smooth. So if you like port, if you like allspice, kind of like holiday sort of drinks, or even just kind of a dead of winter drink, mm-hmm. and if you like, I'm not going to say, it's definitely not as thick as milk, but it no. definitely has, like, a little bit of, just a little bit extra, just to kind of make a smoother drink. Yeah, the milk is just the base of it. So here's an update on the Nielsen 5. <laughs> <laughs> So I had five dollars. I bought. Just for just for everyone that's on the edge of their seats. <laughs> I can't believe you saved that information. Um. So I bought four. No, I bought three tickets. I got two cashware doublers, which are my favorite. Scratch offs, right? Yeah, scratch offs. Okay. Yeah, cashware doublers. Those are my favorite. <laughs> those are two dollars each. So I had one extra dollar when I got a lucky sevens. So I scratched the lucky sevens first and won two dollars. And then the cashware doublers were both nothing. So I have two dollars now. So I need to go back and. So you had you started with how much? Five. So you started with five. Now I have two. You have the Nielsen two. Yep. But and that's then, a total of seven. No, because now you don't I'm have. I'm stretching that five. it though because I need to go buy another one. I you don't have, have that five. You're just left with two dollars. I know, but I I will have bought seven dollars worth of lottery tickets. You see what I'm saying? I stretched it to seven. And I guess <laughs> that's, that's not how. It's a positive spin on that's gambling. That's not how. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to see because what if I win then ten on the next one? I want to see how far it goes. That's my thing. I want a domino of lottery scratch offs. You, you want to see how much like the state takes and then gives from you? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how long I can keep the. The scratch off game going. Just kind of be just. So I'm, of, st- I'm at two dollars now. Just kind of a stone, just skipping. Yep. And you know, eventually you're gonna fall. But what if I don't? What if you get that cash for life? It's just funny. The first one I scratched off was like two bucks. I'm like, sweet, I'm already winning. <laughs> that's that. See, that's where the problem is. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see that number on the back? That phone number. 
mm-hmm. and think, oh, maybe I should call them. <laughs> no. I don't. You're like, I don't have a problem. You have a problem. <laughs> Excuse me. This wasn't a winner. <laughs> so, um, so just to continue with our, our winter warming dairy adventures, what do you say we take a break and come back and I got another drink for you? Yeah. And he's going to cook me up something else. Eh, maybe not cook. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. All right. Goodbye. Moo. Moo. <laughs> and we're snack down. That's <laughs> true. Sorry. And we're back. And, and, we're, and we're beautiful. We're back. We're beautiful. We're bold. <laughs> and we have a hot drink in front of us that it looked like Annie was scooping tuna fish in. <laughs> no, Why are you commenting on it like it's like a golf tournament? You're like, and it looks like Andrew's scooping tuna fish into it. And <laughs> that was a good golf clap. Wasn't it? So what was the tuna fish? Batter. Batter. Uh, so it's, honest to God, I, I can't. I kind of forget what's... So what is the drink first? So we're drinking hot buttered rum. Yeah. Okay. So hot buttered rum is butter, (laughs) sugar. Hot. Hot. Hotness. (laughs) Rum. But you start with like a batter and you basically just throw a couple sticks of butter into a mixing bowl. You're putting brown sugar in there. You're putting granulated sugar or confectioner sugar. Add a little bit of uh, vanilla. And then basically once it turns into this big, you know, kind of consistent batter... You can take a tablespoon or two and scoop it into a cup, add about half a cup to a full cup of water, and then a shot of rum. Or really whatever sort of dark liquor you would like to put in Mm -hmm. there. We're kind of doing the classic of like rum, but to be completely honest, I kind of like uh, buttered bourbon. Really? Better. Buttered bourbon, better. It smells good. (laughs) Just drink it up, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. So it's interesting that we're doing this because I was actually considering doing a hot buttered rum for the holiday episode and then i went with the hot chocolate instead mm-hmm. so it's nice that we're doing it because i really wanted to try it i just chose the other one and if you knew how much butter was in here you'd probably be a little disgusted but it's still pretty good no that is good so what is in a hot toddy I we, we had say, a hot toddy <laughs> but what's butter <laughs> what is in butter um <laughs> well, how does this compare to a hot toddy that's a lot more butter there's a lot more butter but there was <clears throat> butter in a hot toddy right so i don't think a hot so hot toddy has so many variations some of it has lemon, some of it has butter, some of it has no butter. Is that rum or brandy? Uh, hot, hot toddy is uh, uh, whiskey. Whiskey. Okay. In, in my hot toddy. Now, the reason why I put butter in there is, one, because it kind of makes it a little bit more smooth of a drink. And then, two, because so you're adding a bunch of cinnamon to hot water, and cinnamon doesn't really mix super well with just water. So you add a little bit of a lipid, you know, butter, if you will. Uh, and then it just kind of just mixes around a little better, so it's nice. But that's like hot water, whiskey... Butter, lemon juice. Yeah, so uh, I don't. I don't. I don't do lemon juice. You we don't. do. We do hot water, whiskey, uh, honey, honey, cinnamon, and cinnamon then a little bit of butter. butter. Yeah, so it's a little bit different. It's got butter and it's, vanilla and sugar different. and yeah, it's different. Rum. It's a little more. You know, it's warming, right? And it is it's, a little bit sweeter than the hot than, toddy. The, than the hot toddy. Yeah. yeah, but they're both kind of nice. Just wow, I mean, this is so good though. I could like sip this up. Yeah. in the winter time under a blanket. Specifically in the winter time, huh? Well, I've told you hot drinks, we're not drinking hot drinks in the summer. Are we? <laughs> I wouldn't. Unless it's like very cold air conditioned room. But yeah, if I'm like curled up in a blanket drinking up some hot butter rum, dipping my uh something what, in butter. What are you dipping in there? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Your neighbors think we're... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't changed my clothes over here for a while, though. That's true. That's good. Happy Snacker Day. Yeah. It's a beautiful Saturday. It's very gross looking yeah, it's... outside. It's like gray and we, well, we, so grass we're... is dying and... But we, Brown. but we can see the grass. It's true. And if you're listening some other time of the year and not immediately when this comes out, this is January. It's this January. early January. And yesterday it was like almost 50. Yeah. So that's awesome. And I was mending my snow fence yesterday. Oh, wow. What's yeah. a snow fence? Keep out, you pesky snows. <laughs> <laughs> this is my lawn, snow. <laughs> um, a snow. So a snow fence is... Well, I'll tell you about like the utility of a snow fence. Right? I can see you on your porch drinking a hot buttered rum, yelling at the snow. Get off my lawn! <laughs> I, I do yell at the snow. I really yeah. do. I don't sit on a porch though. Uh, so, so a snow fence is like so. So you get snow like blown or drifting, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a place where you have snow drifting about twenty five or thirty feet, or maybe a little more, before that point, upwind, you put a snow fence, and that drastically drops the wind Mm -hmm. so the snow drops like it just drops in place right so if you put it there then hopefully it drops before it gets to whatever has just been drifting so what don't you want snow on that you build the snow fence my driveway okay that makes sense yeah have you ever gone snowshoeing now that we've talking about snow kind of yeah kind of are you like a winter sports person Without kids, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like now, you know, yeah. um, it just makes it a little more difficult. But yeah. there's a couple different, like, uh, cross-country skiing and snowshoeing places, you know, in the area. Yeah. Have you ever been snowshoeing? I've been snowshoeing, and it was pretty fun. I don't think there was, like, I think it would have been more fun if there was more snow. There was enough snow for snowshoeing, but it wasn't, like, a foot of snow, which I think makes it a little bit cooler. Uh, it kind of makes it a pain in the butt, too. Really? Yeah, I think so. I know, um, I know it's like meant to like stay on top and whatever, but so my feet turn out drastically. Yes. yes. And when I was walking with the snowshoes, the backs of the snowshoes kept click, click, you know hitting <laughs> against each other because that's the way my feet are. And I'm like, man, it's hard to walk in snowshoes, and I realize it's just the way my feet are. Have you been skiing before? No, and I don't think I can because in skiing, I think you're supposed to turn your feet in, correct? Dude, you, but then... you'd be you'd be great at rock climbing. Yeah. Because I can get my feet almost like exactly, like easily parallel. You'd be good to the specifically wall. at like slab rock climbing, mm-hmm. where you're just kind of like really leaning into the wall. Yeah, because I can just like turn into like a one of those like flat fish against the wall, like a starfish. Flounder? Yeah, like a, a little flat one. <laughs> <laughs> a little flat flounder. Now, so, so 2020, like, I mean, we haven't even really talked about resolutions. I don't really necessarily believe in resolutions. Yeah, I don't. Not necessarily as like a res- resolution or something to hold yourself to. But is there anything that you're like looking forward to in 2020? Um, every year I have a goal of reading a minimum of 20 books. That's like always my goal. It's a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I hate New Year's resolutions that are super vague. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go hiking more. Or I'm going to lose more weight. <laughs> or I'm going to spend less time watching yeah. TV. Because it's so... There's it's no attainable it's immeasurable, goal. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like I want to read 10 books or I want to, you know, only watch TV for an hour a day. You know, like <laughs> those are attainable goals instead of like less or more. So um, have you set a goal for how many peaks you're going to climb? This year? Yeah. See, so that's what I should be thinking about. Mm-hmm. But I have a goal of going for a week and hiking every day. I would like to. That's awesome. Yeah. What's Whiteface? Is that Mount Marcy? No. No. White is Mount Marcy is, one of them? What, Mount Marcy is the highest. Okay. And then Whiteface is, Whiteface is pretty high. I think Whiteface is like 4,800 feet. I remember my parents climbed Mount Marcy. Like we were just on vacation in Lake Placid and uh, I was three or four. And um, So you climbed Mount Marcy? Nay. Oh. <laughs> I did not. 
was like, youngest person to climb 46er with my Crocs on. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, we were just on vacation and my parents were like, yeah, okay, you guys are going to stay with, you know, grandma and grandpa and we're just going to climb Mount Marcy. And I just, I mean, I had no concept of it and still don't. But the fact that you're telling me that it's the highest peak, I'm like, oh, it's kind of impressive my parents did that. Yeah. It's over 5,000 feet. But they were probably 35, 36 at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I need to get on that. Yeah. That'd be fun to do. Mm-hmm. And you want to go this summer? No. <laughs> I'd like to, I, I'd honestly like to start rock climbing outdoors yeah. this summer. What size feet are you? Um, shoe size, like eight and a half. The, when I went rock climbing with Katie, those shoes were like way too small. The ones that I had, like my feet were killing after. Mm-hmm. She was like, they're probably too small. So it's funny because uh, I was just looking at something that was like, you know, what's something that you wish you learned like before, like when you first started rock climbing or what's something you know now that you wish you learned back then? And like the person was like, don't downsize your shoes, you idiot. Like you're going to hate the sport if you just sit around with like these like Chinese like bound feet. That's what it was. Like my feet. I know you have. To, they have to curl a little bit. Yeah. They were like, and I no, was like, oh. it's not fun. And no. afterwards, everyone was like, oh, you know, my arms or like mm-hmm. my legs from climbing. And I'm just like, ah, my, my feet, my toes. My toesies. <laughs> <laughs> like man, toes hurt climbing. Yeah. And after we were done, I was just like limping because my toes hurt. And Katie's like, yeah, they were definitely too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they're all like, you have to downsize your shoes. Like, okay. Yeah, but you're using rentals. You know yeah. what I mean? These are stuff that these are things that like. People with like the widest feet in the world, mm-hmm. like slammed their feet into, and these yeah. things are all stretched to hell mm-hmm. and wider than they ever need to be. And then yeah. you're just like, okay, so then what do I, you know, like you're not going to find. Half, the- here's a four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not going to find the perfect fit, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I want to, I want to climb more. That's my goal. It's not a goal. That's not an attainable goal, Abby. How many times a month do you want to climb? I'm not going to go by that. No. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to climb during the week as much as I can. And then my attainable goal will be I'm going to climb outdoors a minimum of three times this summer. Nice. How's that for an attainable goal? That's good. How's that for an attainable goal? (laughs) Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Yes, no. (laughs) (laughs) Take this, snow. Mending my snow fence. I hope it works. Like, I mean, you know, you see people kind of with snow fences around. What if you build a snow wall? Then you wouldn't even have to shovel at all. <clears throat> what? <laughs> <laughs> like if you built it high enough? <laughs> then you couldn't see the beautiful sunsets that we never see. You just see a wall. But yeah. there's no snow. <laughs> That's true. Let's say about, about a snow dome. Yeah, there you go. You know what? Oh, you know what? Here's another, here's another goal of mine. Mm-hmm. Is it oh, attainable? Yes. I'm going to start smoking. I'm going to pick up smoking. <laughs> One pack a day. <laughs> That's attainable. Quantitate. <laughs> Well, I think any I think anything above no smoking is smoking, mm-hmm. right? Um, I want to start smoking meat and cheese and fish. Nice. Yeah. I want to having Joel make that jerky really made me want to like get into making jerky. <laughs> it's inspired. And you got a smoker, didn't you? Someone gave you a smoker? Uh yeah, it's kind of it's it's in the mix. That's cool. Yeah. So it's going to be the summer of smoking and smoking and getting high. We said something else, though, the summer of <laughs> earlier. Smoking and getting Oh, high. seafood. Oh, yeah. That was last week's episode. We were talking about <laughs> seafood and how much we like seafood. So I think it's going to be the summer of smoked meats and seafoods. Yeah, it just I doesn't roll off the tongue. No. 2020. We'll, just, we'll probably just go right back to herbaceous cocktails. <laughs> I mean, we can... We that def- doesn't have to stop. We definitely have to grow off of that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a good summer. We have a you good- probably never have time to go climb a mountain with me, would you? Probably not. <laughs> not this year, but I'd love to. I don't think you'll be done with them this oh, no. year. You know what I mean? So I'd like to like, when do you think you're going to do Mount Marcy? 
I think I'm going to wait on that one for a little bit. I'll climb Mount Marcy with you. That's I'll be really the, dogging it. Th- yeah, that's one of the biggest ones. I know. Although it's interesting. Some of the highest ones aren't the hardest ones. Interesting. I think it depends on like the <laughs> incline mm-hmm. and how much rocks you're clambering over. So like Whiteface is a high one, mm-hmm. but it was a very long, gradual hike. So it was a long hike, but some of the shorter ones are just like straight up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think Mount Marcy is the hardest. A lot of people equate height with difficulty, and that's not necessarily true. Um, is Poca Moonshine Mountain, is that one of them? Yeah. I'm not familiar with all 46. Spelled Poca Moonshine Mountain is a minor peak of the Adirondack Mountains. Mm-hmm. So it, when you do that one, I'm going to do that one with you. Why? Because it's got really good rock climbing there. <laughs> <laughs> on belay! The belay is on! And you're like, come on, Andy, we have some more to go. Like, Wait, I want to climb this rock! <laughs> Stop! Now, now you're just patronizing. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's rude. Um, so this uh, tuna drink was good. <laughs> it really did look like tuna fish. Yeah. So, I mean, like, this this does not look like the most appealing drink in the world. No. But it's nice. It's just, like, a nice, like, warm, smooth drink. Certainly as it, like, gets cold, mm-hmm. I think this is way less drinkable. Yeah. I think it finds, like, a nice, like, sweet spot between, like, mm-hmm. warm and hot. Yeah. Um, I really like these hot cocktails that we've been doing just because a lot of times hot drinks, you just think of... Coffee, tea, hot chocolate. Yeah. Like, those are just And then, like, Bailey's and all Or, like, oh, I'm going to heat up some hot cider or something. Yeah. Like, very simple drinks. Mm-hmm. And there's not... And then when you think cocktails, you think oh, over ice or frozen. Um, so, kind of, like, delving into a couple more complex hot drinks is kind of cool. Because I had never had a hot toddy before, and I never had a hot buttered rum. Hot toddy is really my go-to. Yeah. And then we had so a... so easy. We had a hot... Um, Bumble. Oh, we just did the hot um, <laughs> mold cider for the fall episode. Yeah. I've been the hot drink curator for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Nice. Other than the hot chocolate that I made, but that was hot uh, chocolate. Oh, that's true. That's true. But that was a I little helped, more complex. I helped a little bit. Yeah. That was a little teamwork. That was like a woodland critter, mm-hmm. like sort of like, yeah, and then we do this. Oh, behind you. <laughs> <laughs> behind you. <laughs> I don't know what the woodland critter thing was about. Yeah, I don't know what that was either. <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so what would you say your favorite is of these two? This might be a tough one. It's tough because they're so, so different. Okay. I think the milk punch. Just because I've never had anything like that. It was not what I expected at all. I mean, I was expecting it to be good because I've heard Scott rave about it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't expecting that flavor. The name lends nothing to the flavor. Yeah. Right? And it's it was kind of refreshing, right? Without being, yeah. I would say, I mean, certainly more than this. More, yeah. more than the hot buttered rum. Yeah, like I would love to go to a rich man's party and drink his milk punch out of the bowl. Why can't we be rich in spirit? <laughs> okay. I could not afford to make a big bowl of milk punch Why not? for everyone to drink. Yes, you could. It would take me a lot of time of straining. You said afford. Well, you time is money, the- right? <laughs> <I'm> like- <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so, yes, so you could totally make it by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's really not that hard. Yeah, it's just, it, no, it didn't sound hard. It's, it's time-consuming. And you can drink the port while you're, like, stirring everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was just a fun... Like, yeah. honestly, I'm probably going to make more this weekend. So, I was gonna. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do a double batch. And then Kellen was like, well, what if it just tastes awful? Then we're stuck with a double batch. And I'm like, oh, you're right. But I'm going to do a double batch. I don't think we, as a snack down, have done anything that's, like, really been horrible, drink-wise. Bumbo. I was waiting for you to say bumbo. <laughs> but once we added water, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> what was the other that one was, that day? 
supposed to be bad. The Blackbeard's Ghost. Oh, Blackbeard's Ghost was good. That was delicious. Yeah. But Bumbo was just not that good. Bumbo was supposed to be bad. Bumbo, like, was, Bumbo was Bumbo was allegedly historically yeah. accurate, but that was probably during made during the same time as the Milk Punch. That's true. But you can't make Milk Punch on a ship. But you can make it off the ship, and then you can bring it on the ship because it stores for months. So that's all in those guys. a different world if like, there was Milk Punch pirates. Huh? <laughs> like... <laughs> pirates drinking milk punch instead of grog like i feel like the whole like pirate tradition would have changed milk drinker <laughs> like just like people calling each other bad things we're, milk we're not punch pirates people. that'd be a good band name oh yeah what kind of music punk post-punk maybe yeah would they take themselves seriously probably not probably not at first but then once they got popular then they would yeah yeah mm-hmm. And then they got into like political activism. Yeah, and you're and like, then, back off. And like, then they'd you're like throw a little pop pirates. in there and pop punk. And then yeah. I wouldn't listen to them anymore. Yeah. And I'd be like, remember when the Milk Punch Pirates were good? Yeah. Yep. And like, um, Milk Punch Pirates are playing on like Hot 1079. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, that was a great song by Mumford and Sons. Here's the new single by the Milk Punch Pirates. And... <laughs> so. Wait, we didn't look up the origins of. Hot Butter Rum? Yeah. Hot butter rum origins. What the hell? When does this episode come out? This episode comes out on the seventeenth. <laughs> Can I tell you something? <laughs> All right, snack pack. Listen up. <laughs> okay, so I was looking up hot buttered rum origin. Okay, so there's a national hot buttered rum day, and guess what day it is? What today? <laughs> it's January seventeenth. Really? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. So. <laughs> Join with thousands of others across the United States as they celebrate National Hot Buttered Rum oh, Day. we can ha- totally hashtag that. Oh, yeah. We did not do this on purpose. We totally did this on purpose. <laughs> no, we, we do not have this much forward thinking and planning. So, oh, my God. That's crazy. That's great. It's not even, like, that week. It's that no, day. No, it's that day. It is that day. We had a 1 in 365 chance. 366 because this year is a leap year and we just nailed it great we're so good so good thank you new year so good 2020 so in the united states hot butter rum history dates back to the colonial days you there (laughs) you look like a strong enough man who could hold on to a pike and Take off the red coats. Here, hold my hot buttered rum. I have to deal with this man in a duel. And Justin, like in his like seven year old age at the uh, at the reenactment, is like me. <laughs> I will not hold your hot buttered rum because you're seven, and they're giving you an alcoholic drink. <laughs> my dad's like, don't take that. <laughs> That's daddy's stress drink. <laughs> so it dates back to the 1650s when Jamaica began importing molasses to colonial America. Okay. Now we're in like the, basically the beginnings of rum. And then from that point on, they're not just, it just kind of like this origin story just dies. Because then they go, yeah, then they just added, started adding. And they just had it. <laughs> yeah, then they just added rum to their toddies. So, yeah. yeah. So they added rum to hot beverages such as toddies and nogs, creating hot buttered rum, eggnog, and others. That's it. That's yep. the origin <laughs> story. That was very bland. But we nailed it with it having on, you know, being on a national. That's, that's insane. Hot buttered rum. I can't rum even day. believe that. <laughs> it's a snack miracle. Anyway, I think this is a good app. You know, just good drinks. I think yeah, really very good like, drinks. If you see a milk punch, definitely, definitely buy at a it. bar. Definitely, yeah. It's kind of hard to do links and like uh, recipes and stuff like that on uh, socials, but otherwise, if you want that recipe, I can um, just DM us. You know, yeah. on Instagram or or Facebook. 
And we'll get it at you. Yeah, if you're looking to like... For the Milk Punch recipe. Become a chemist in the kitchen? Like mixing things? A mixologist, if you will? Yeah. Yeah, let let us know. Because it was fantastic. It was nothing like we've ever tried before. And it wasn't wasn't rocket science. You do need a lot of ingredients, though. A decent amount of ingredients. I mean, the port and the rum. Port and the rum, and then making a rum dram. Okay, so it did take a lot, but... I mean, ports are cheap. You don't need an expensive port. Yeah, like you don't need the highest of... Ingredients no, for you get this. you get the cheapest port. Get the cheapest yeah. port, and then um, yeah, it was pretty straightforward. Wait, other than that. you used cheap port? Yes, <laughs> Justin, I did. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, let's golf clap that one out. That was really good. It was a good episode. I think. I mean, very attainable goals in terms of uh, food and drink. So, mm-hmm. uh, just drink, really. <laughs> yeah, these are the first cocktails we've done this year, and yeah, very good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very proud of No them. garnishes on these, but... Uh, Didn't need them. We'll do a heavily garnished drink soon in the future, I'm sure. I'll, I'll let you do that. Yeah. <laughs> It'll look like the headdress for the Chiquita Banana person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So um, thanks for listening today. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can listen to this episode and others like it on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And you can go to our website, www.snackdownpod.com. And you can call our Google phone number and leave us a message. At 315-313-5456. That's 315-313-5456. Yeah. So leave us a message if you want to give us a suggestion. If you want to just say a review or something. Or or just say hi. Yeah, okay. just call and say hi. We, we would to, like to hear from our listeners. We hope to put it We think there. people are listening. Yeah. Just don't be eating like while you're... You know what I mean? Like we encourage snacking, but just don't like being... Gay chewing like a cow or whatever all right well uh i hope you guys have a nice snacker day and And, uh uh, we miss you yeah (laughs) of course we've never met a lot of you so you know that's it i think in the new year here we're gonna do a a snack meetup someday yeah we were gonna do it last year and it just didn't work out it'll be at the top of mount morris (laughs) yeah (laughs) no we'll pick up a place and a time and then we'll be there at some point this year and hopefully you are too yeah okay hang out meet some of you yeah so, uh, snack you later. <laughs> first one of the year. Uh, uh, was it? Yeah. Well, we did one with Joel. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That's the first one with you and me. All right. <laughs> See you later, guys. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.